What's up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. Not only are we one week closer to the season, but it's time for Full Draw Friday. This one's episode number 29. Today, we're going to be talking about antler growth and more specifically, deformities within antler growth. So how do we get those really big, cool deer that have maybe a perfect side on one on one side and then the other side they'll have a fork, a great big fork or drop tines or main beams that go and turn way down, stuff like that. We'll get to talk about that today and kind of some of the causes of that for Full Draw Friday number 29. Okay, so everybody is fairly fairly familiar with the antler growth process of whitetails. And if you're not, essentially they shed their antlers on average somewhere February, March time frame. Some of them will shed a lot earlier than that. Some of them a lot later than that. Uh, nutrition goes into that. Uh, sickness. All that kind of stuff can play a role in when they drop their antlers. But on average, February to March. And as soon as they drop them, they start growing their the new set of antlers for the next year. And now that we're into the middle of June, they're in kind of a really rapid growth stage. So you might notice that you're seeing a lot of bucks that look more like they do during the season. They're starting to grow their main beams way out. Their times are getting to almost their full length. But this June-July time frame, you're really going to see those antlers blow up. And you're going to start being able to tell which deer are which. And you're going to see some of these oddities that we're going to talk about. I think a lot of people know that generally those oddities come from injuries. Sometimes some things are genetic, but more often than not, injuries will cause those oddities and deformities in the antlers. And that could be injury to the deer's body, and it could even be injury to the deer's antlers because they are somewhat uh, vulnerable in their velvet stage, a lot more so than when they uh, shed that velvet when all their antler has calcified because it's not hard bone yet. So they they could injure their antlers or their body, and then that could cause them to grow different. Sometimes it might shut down growth altogether, depending on what stage they injure their antlers. The earlier in the growth stage that they have those injuries, the more odd the antlers will become in most cases. Um you see this a lot where uh, a deer will have one normal side again and one and one really weird side. A lot of times that comes from injuries on their limbs, whether that be their rear limbs or their front limbs. Most of the time if they have an injury on the backside. So let's say they got shot last season in, in the back right leg or the back left leg either way. They're going to cause a permanent abnormality on the opposite side of that injury. So if they got an, uh, say they got shot in the back right side, that could permanently, and a lot of times will permanently affect how their antler grows on the front left side, and then vice versa, of course. Now, on the front, with their limb injuries, that most of the time is going to cause the same side, but sometimes it will be opposite as well. So if they have an injury on their front right, then a lot of times it's going to be their front right antler that you see the deformity on, but it can switch on the front leg injuries. But if it's a rear leg injury, you're going to see it in that opposite side. So that's something to even look for if you, if you shoot a buck this fall. That's got something deformed on one side. He's he's real goofy on a side and normal on the other. Check and see if he's had an injury on that backside. Oh, uh, they might get hit by a car. It could be they got attacked by predators. There's a couple examples from the NDA that I will use in here to kind of talk about what they were 
or talk about that a little bit, but it could be any kind of injury that could cause those deformities. And again, also within the antlers. One cool thing about their antler growth and their velvet that I don't think a lot of people know uh, is that's where they develop the feeling in their antlers. So when they have their velvet on, they can tell where their antlers are at. And that's how, you know, you see a buck go through a barbed wire fence or around trees and he ducks his head around and it's like perfect. He knows where his antlers are to get him around that. That's because when they're in velvet, they can feel, they can actually sense where their antlers are. So then that way they're not hitting them on everything and breaking them off when they, when they get hard horned there in September. So that's just kind of a, a cool thing about when they're in their velvet. Um, the couple of examples from the NDA that I mentioned, one of them they had a buck that hurt his antlers. So this was an antler injury. And at three and a half years old, at least that's what they pegged him at, he was maybe 100 inches. And then the next year at a four and a half, so he had this antler injury, and then he, he grows a year, he sheds the, that set of antlers, and starts growing his next one. The next year he was 140 plus at four and a half. The other buck was actually bit by a snake, and they weren't sure he was going to make it. He was about three and a half years old, and again, he was a 100-inch deer at three and a half. He didn't grow any antlers because his body was using all its energy to fight off the venom from this snake and repair its, I think it was on its back back leg, to repair that. It came through that, it healed up, and then at four and a half, it became a 180-inch deer. And then at five and a half, it went back down to 130 so I think, best, to best of my uh, recollection, they were talking about how they thought the, the deer might have, his body might have overcompensated for the lack of antler growth the year before once it got healthy or it was still producing so much extra to fight off the snake bite that when it started growing its antlers, it, it healed up and all that extra went to the antlers. So that's why it went from 100 to 180 back down to 130. There's a lot of things that could have happened, but those are a couple examples of... A deer you might see, again, at three and a half or even four and a half years old, that's 100 inches, 120 inches. He might have had an injury, or even an antler injury. Uh, and then the next year, if you let that deer go, instead of calling it a coal buck or whatever, if you let him go another year, he might come back and grow a really nice set of antlers the next year. Um, he just had something going on the year before. Uh, and most bucks will start showing these non-typical traits, too, as they age. So a lot of times the older bucks, especially around the bases of their antlers, they start getting real knotted up and they get some extra points down at the bottoms, uh, drop tines. You'll see that kind of stuff splits flyers off of their antlers. A lot of those things will happen just with the bucks age. So a lot of older bucks, you'll see that stuff on. It's not necessarily going to be that one perfect side and the other side. That's just a spike that comes straight up or maybe it's main beam is turned real funky or kind of grows out and then just stops. Uh, that kind of stuff is generally from injury. But a lot of mature, uh, bucks, again, as they mature and grow, they're going to start to show some sort of non-typical traits, um, even if they were typical for most of their life. So those are some reasons that you might see some weird antler growth. And I want to talk about that now because, again, we're in the stage where you guys are going to start recognizing the deer from last year. Uh, they're going to be growing their antlers out to almost full potential. I mean, we're getting real close to that spot where you're really going to be able to tell what these deer are going to be. You might have some that are ahead of others right now and some that are a little more behind. Uh, we're, we're also kind of in that window where some of the ones that are behind still might catch up as well. But you should be able to kind of recognize some deer. And then 
if they have these deformities, oddities, you'll be able to see those as well. And that just kind of explains why you might see that. So I thought that was interesting. Hopefully you guys did too. Um, pretty quick episode for this week. I appreciate all you guys tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the Monday episode with Clint McCoy. We had a lot of fun on that one. This Monday, I think it'll be just the Ridge Hunter guys. So I'll, maybe we'll get everybody in here, or at least a couple of us or three of us. And we'll have a kind of a, I guess, almost like a throwback episode now because we've had guests on so often. But looking forward to that one as well. So make sure you tune in on Monday. Before you get out of here, don't forget, if you guys want to support the podcast, go check out our sponsor for Full Draw Friday, uh, Rodney Hawkins. If you're looking for your own piece of ground to manage, to hunt, if you're looking to sell your piece of land, if you're just looking to get a feel for the market and what's out there, Rodney's the guy to talk to. He grew up hunting and fishing in southern Illinois, and he's now putting that love for the outdoors into selling recreational properties as a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. Now, they're not your average real estate company. In 2022, they sold over $85 million worth of ground. That's just recreational land. That doesn't even count the residential stuff that they do. With agents like Rodney all over Illinois, they're really a local company with a national reach. And for more info on them, again, on what might be on the market, getting your product property listed, just let them know what you're looking for. Call Rodney at 618-925-3153, and he'll get you taken care of. Rodney's also recently started a new company called RG Outdoors. They're carrying hard and soft-sided blinds and blind chairs off from Radix Blinds. They've got Camo Dust, which is an all-natural scent elimination product. They've got Burnacelf defense weapons and Tacticam trail cameras now. They're adding stuff all the time, so if you want to see what products they do have, um, look at get you, getting you any of those. Uh, especially those blinds. Nate got one this this past fall that he used in um, the soft-sided Radix blind. And it was, I mean, it was really good for the money, especially when you compare it to some of the hard-sided blinds. And even their hard-sided blinds are great. We've seen some at the shows and stuff. But I was really impressed with it. So any of that stuff that you guys want to check out, they do have a Facebook page, RG Outdoors. You can email them at rgoutdoors at yahoo.com. Or again, just call Rodney directly. His number is 618-925-3153. Don't forget to follow us on social media, our Facebook and Instagram. Those are the ones we use the most. That's Ridge Hunter Outdoors. We've got a Facebook group now for all the listeners of the podcast. That's RHO Podcast Patrons. So we'll tell you guys what guests we have coming up when we can. Uh, scheduling doesn't always allow for that, depending on when I get commitments on days and times and stuff. But we'll let you know when a guest is coming up. If you want to ask him a question, you can drop it in the comments. We'll ask them on the podcast, anything you might be interested in. If you have suggestions for what you want to hear us talk about, you can put it in the group. Um, we might do some exclusive content on there from time to time. We'll share updates on what's going on with the podcast. All that kind of stuff is in that Facebook group. Again, it's RHO Podcast Patrons. Also, our website, RedShunterOutdoors.com. Anything you see on there that you like. Full draw is the discount code that's all caps, no space. You can get 10% off anything in your or everything in your order across the entire website. Follow us on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Leave us reviews there. That really helps us out. And then on YouTube, I still have a, the video from Jeff's property I need to get put up. It was supposed to go up this week, but again, didn't get time to get around to it. So I'm going to try to get that one up in the near future. But you'll see that on our YouTube channel, which is Ridge Hunter Outdoors. Hopefully got some stuff coming up for you guys this fall. I talked about on the last folder off Friday when I did the update, but subscribe to that, like, comment on any of the videos on there. We really appreciate it. Again, thanks for tuning in this week, guys, and I'll catch you on Monday for the regular episode.